I could maybe compete with like some of the ones in the twenties. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about the top ten, but I could compete with some of those maybe. So is, is it? Is it just episode that I'm on where he has to bring Mass Effect up? Yes. Yes. Anytime it's just me and him, we never talk about Mass Effect. That's not true. Every time I'm here, you bring up Mass Effect. It's like, I'll give you credit. That was a roundabout way to do it this time in a speedrun conversation, but sure. I mean, I promise you, John, because we didn't mention Mass Effect at all last week. I mentioned space, but it never. he never went to Mass Effect. He kept it strictly to Dread. I promise it's not intentional. Welcome to Lighthearted Gamers, episode 62 uh, by Sparky3, which is the land of phenomenal technology. We have, we, we have such high technology here at Sparky3 that never ever has problems that is a fact and we're gonna hammer that fact home with this episode because we have a tech problem um yeah we do have john here in studio but john's camera is not working for some reason so we have a beautiful screenshot of john so if you're watching this at youtube.com forward slash sparky first off give us a like we'd appreciate that just give us a like as you know consider that like an f in the chat for our tech problems subscribe to the channel be a friend tell a friend uh i do have zach here as always zach how you feeling today I mean, I don't know why you're saying this is a tech problem. That's very obviously just a cutout of John. <laughs> so, I mean, I don't know why you're saying it's a tech problem. The camera doesn't like John, I guess. It I mean, like, if, like John if I switch to it right now, it is very obviously a cutout, right? It's just perfectly nice. <laughs> if we push it over, it'll just fall right over. Yeah, I, basically. I mean, John can be shirtless you, right now. If you got a cutout of me, that's fine. Just don't do anything weird with it. <laughs> Unlike that Josh body pillow. <laughs> One day we will get that Josh body pillow sooner or later. Or maybe we'll see wherever it ended up one day. Yeah, true, true. Uh, but we do have a new camera on order, though. Uh, as of five minutes ago when I said, fuck it, let's just go ahead and order it. So we do have a new camera on order. So good. I'm looking forward to that. Uh, it'll be the same camera that will match mine and Zach's. Uh, we've been meaning to upgrade data for a while. We just haven't got around to it. But anyway, for this episode, uh, we are we do have John here because he's going to be talking about New World. Uh, he's actually been dumping a lot of hours into it, and he's you know he really enjoyed it so far. I'm really excited to hear his thoughts on this. Uh, I'll be talking more about Metroid Dread. Zach can talk more about the Back for Blood. We're also going to talk about Nintendo Switch Online and the pricing that they revealed in the Animal Crossing Direct. Um, make sure to go check out the other podcasts like Anime and Plus, A Terrible Football Show. And we also have Talking About Movies and Stuff, which the second episode is coming out by the time it, this episode is out. It will also be out for Halloween Kills. Me and John went to go see that, but I did Talking About Movies and Stuff. I, I flew solo on that one. So definitely make sure, if you're a Halloween fan, make sure you go check that out. And it was, uh, it was a movie. I'll just, it was a movie. I'll just say that, I guess. Uh, and last, if you want to support us for the Patreon, is a great way to do so. Uh, shout out to Andy, our Tier 1 patron. We appreciate the hell out of you, my friend. All right. Um, so before we actually jump into everything, boys, anything we want to talk about? How do you feel about speed runs? They're oh, fun to watch. I love them. You love them? Yeah. All right. Then my second question. How do you feel about blindfolded runs? I think I know where you're going with this. Okay. <laughs> I don't think you do, but I mean, because the other day I was messing with some, watching some videos of blindfolded runs, specifically of old uh, Orc Arena of Time mm -hmm. runs, and it just baffles me to the extent of memorizing the exact movements needed to do whatever completion a blindfolded run does. Because I don't think any of the Orc Arena of Time's one is a complete completion. It's usually just two uh, 
the castle, right? Uh, I think the most, I think the most common blindfolded Ocarina of Time run is uh, is to get Master Sword. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking is acquiring mm-hmm. Master Sword, because and that just led down a rabbit hole of just seeing because most blindfolded runs I see are mostly older than 64 games. I haven't seen a whole lot of newer ones on blindfold no, runs. Yeah, mostly they end up being or mostly as a relative term here. The ones that I tend to watch are definitely older games like Super Nintendo, mm-hmm. Nintendo games. And I think part of it is they're they're just easier games to route in, yeah. in like this kind of the sta- older format. They're much more synchronized and have a very straight line versus nowadays a whole open world yeah. theory. But I mean, no, I just went down a rabbit hole this week of just seeing blindfolded runs going. I enjoy games. I'm fairly decent at games, but... I'm not going to muscle memory a game. Fuck that. Uh, so two points on that. One, with Ocarina of Time, I did see like it was sometime last year people found like a new glitch in Ocarina of Time yep. that allowed them to get – that really helped the speedrun game where it was mm-hmm. like right outside the Great Deku Tree. There was some glitch over there that would like basically warp you literally to the final battle of the game. Yeah, there was, <laughs> there was another uh, glitch found recently. I don't remember which game, but uh, – uh, Twitch streamer randomly found it, and people lost the speedrunner community lost their shit again. Anytime anyone finds any new glitch, the speedrunning community for that game loses their shit. True. Uh, my second point when it comes to speedrunning, honestly, some of my favorite speedruns to watch is honestly Mario 64. I love Mario 64 speedruns, those are fun to watch. I'm so impressed by people who are very good at the speedrunning that game. One of my more interesting ones to watch is uh, Diddy Kong Racing. Oh, I bet that would be interesting been watching hitman speed runs recently no oh, okay. oh cool just like older or just newer ones newer i'm slightly curious i mean i guess speed running is just being uh, executing as fast as possible so i'm just mm-hmm. curious what the pathing of the ai well, is there on those well i got into it because uh recently i i started watching uh atrioc on twitch mm-hmm. and some of his youtube stuff and i I think he might. I think he's still currently, but he's he's the world record holder for uh, master mode, silent assassin suit only. Damn, com- okay. Like completing the trilogy. Yeah. Uh, like he he's been going back and forth on that uh, for a while now, and then he he made like he destroyed the the previous record by like a couple minutes. Oh damn. Uh, so it's like that. That got me started on it, and then I've just been going back, and I've been watching. I've been watching some recently. Just throw them on as like kind of background, because mm-hmm. it's fascinating what people can do in that game. Because I've I've never played it. I've always just in, enjoyed seeing it and the kind of creativity people come up with. I couldn't tell you how they come up with this shit. <laughs> Are there any games that you guys think you, or think that you guys could? attempt to speed run at or, no. or even want to because I, I don't think there's anything for me that I could I mean I'm just not I'm not a good enough I'm not good enough at really anything to do that I mean at one point in time I could have said which that's probably not the best one for it, but uh I could have definitely sped run all the campaigns on Left 4 Dead on Expert at one point because mm-hmm. I learned all the pathing to make that do real quick and then um uh, yeah, I think that's the only one I can think of because I can't really think of anything else right off the top of my head. Yeah. I've considered trying to get into it. I, my my problem is I, I can't pick a game that I would like to try to do it because mm. I try to try to look at it like what's a game that I would want to spend 
it's like, wh- what game do I want to spend a thousand hours grinding endlessly just over and over again? Right. And that, it's hard for me to pick one. Oh, I remember the other one now. The other one was Spyro 2, but oh, okay. I can never consistently do the glitches, so. Fair. Um, I don't know. Uh, I could maybe try my hand at Mass Effect, but I couldn't do it on Insanity. I already found that out. But I could definitely <laughs> do a speed. I mean, because I beat, uh, I mean, I can beat Mass Effect 1 in one setting. Because uh, I did that with my second run here recently with Legendary Edition because I just wanted to get it through as quickly as possible. Mm-hmm. And then for Mass Effect 2, I didn't beat it in one sitting, you know, through my recent playthroughs. But I did beat Mass Effect uh, 2 in one single sitting for our friend Brady because his profile was lost. This was heading into 3. Yeah. And his, he's, I, I, you know, he wanted, you know, we, I, I told him, hey, keep your save file because I'll be very interested to see how it goes in 3. Because his save file for 2, a lot of people died. Uh, he lo- fucked it up pretty bad. Yeah, like a lot, of, like including key people like Morden. Like a lot of people died. So I was I was gonna beat the game for him where everyone lived. Just beat the final mission, call it good. But then his save file was it disappeared from his console. So I'm just like, well, buckle up. I'm gonna beat the game in one night. <laughs> and that's what I did. I, I beat it in probably like uh, probably about eight hours. Just bare minimum. All lo- I did all the loyalty missions and everything, yeah. but I did not do a lot of side stuff. Just bare minimum. This is the key stuff. Skipping every fucking cutscene. But so I mean, I, I don't know. I, I could try that. I ha- I have actually looked at some ma- uh, Mass Effect speedrun times before. Couldn't tell you off the top of my head now, but I have looked at them before, and I'm like, I could maybe compete with like some of the ones in the twenties. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about the top ten, but I could compete with some of those maybe. So is, is it is it just episode Daimon where he has to bring Mass Effect up? Yes, yes. Anytime it's just me and him, we never talk about Mass Effect. That's not true. Every time I'm here, you bring up Mass Effect. It's, it's like, I'll give you credit. That was a roundabout way to do it this time to, in a speedrunning conversation. But sure. I, I mean, I promise you, John, because we didn't mention Mass Effect at all last week. I mentioned space, but it never. he never went to Mass Effect. He kept it strictly to Dread. I promise it's not intentional. <laughs> I think it is, John. Besides, I probably could have brought up Mass Effect another way anyway, because we have Bioware-related news in this episode. So I could have brought it up another way. I don't know so if it you wasn't could have re- waited that long. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. Come on, man. It, I'm not. It's honestly not intentional. It's just it's one of the first things that comes to mind in certain conversations, all right? I'm sorry. You mean all conversations? I do love Mass Effect, so yes. I'm just trying to drive home my love for it is all. So, anyway, let's go ahead and jump into it, boys. Uh, we'll start with the room mill. Uh, I'll, I'll go through the room mill this week. So, first up that I came across was uh, apparently Spider-Man 2 will allow you to choose between Miles or Peter for missions. Uh, that would be very interesting if they went that route instead of having, like, sectioned off where, like, these certain missions you're playing as Miles or Peter. So, it'd be interesting to see how they do that because I feel like that would also really impact... Uh, how different missions we've played based on their abilities. So. Do you think they would ever introduce a co-op mode? I I, I think so, and I, personally, I'm kind of afraid for it. I, I kind of don't want multiplayer in Spider-Man at all. I'm perfectly content with it being the single-player experience, but yes, I do think that is a possibility. I just don't want it to happen. At least me, I don't. I mean, I feel like it could work. I mean, it could. It'd, it'd just be how, how, how exactly would they go about it, though? You know? I don't know. I mean, would they go about it in a way like... Um, you range tether them to you, so if they go too far, they get teleported back. Everybody, they, everybody loved that mechanic. I mean, or they could do freaking the best mechanic ever that I've never seen anything else, Rockstar's Warriors, where they don't tether them. They just go, oh, you're this far apart? Well, now we're going to 
split screen it. <laughs> yeah, basically. Uh, and you know, if they would ever go co-op, I mean, they. I, I'm curious if it was going to be like, you know, if they were going to take away the ability, like let's say do story missions. Because uh, my first thought, just because I don't know why it's my first thought, but like Far Cry 4, for example, mm-hmm. that multiplayer, once you go online and play co-op, you can't do the story missions anymore, but you can go do pretty much any, anything else with someone because what me and Andy used to do. And we'd go take over the forts and shit together. So I wonder if it'd be something like that where it's like, you know, you could do co-op, but like you're not going to be able to do story missions, but you can go around and do like all the city events and all that inside missions and stuff. I mean, I feel like for that one, they could do the story missions because it's more or less building it as if both of them are going to be around dealing with the same situation regardless, especially if they're letting you choose which one you want to play with for each mission. Mm-hmm. Because like if it's going back to Far Cry, Far Cry five, you could do that entire game co-op story mm-hmm. mission, side quest, everything. Right. I don't know. I mean, me personally, I wouldn't want it, but do I think it's a possibility? Yes. A hundred percent. I think it's a hundred percent. It could be in this game. I just don't want it to be, but I don't know. We'll see. Uh, there is a rumor that uh, the GTA trilogy is set for a December 7th release. I mean, all right, that makes sense. Uh, apparently, Blizzard might be working on a new online open-world RPG based on a recent job description. Um, we do have some rumors over Avowed. This game coming from Obsidian, of course, is like Skyrim's Obsidian. Um, so what? S- Skyrim's Obsidian, Obsidian's Skyrim. <laughs> I-, I want, the, on the record, to be known, I did catch that before he said what. <laughs> yeah, but you didn't catch it before the look he had. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, Avowed is apparently deep in pre-production. Well, I fucking hope so. Uh, it is running the same engine as Outer Worlds, but it's more enhanced, action-oriented uh, for you know, for combat and deep RPG elements. It will feature multiple class play styles, like the like dual daggers and stuff. Uh, that's like you know, uh, like lar- large uh, claymores and stuff. At least that's how it broke down the rumor that I Wait, read. Wait, what? How does that make sense? Dual class. That, dual just- class is just wielding two daggers. That that that's that's what it was described as, yeah, yeah. I I, I don't know how much more it'll, it'll go and enhance than that. Like if it could just be like dual swords, or if it's going to be strictly daggers. I don't know. That's just what that's just what they said as an example. So just continue to use it as an example here. This is again just rumors. So I don't know. Okay. Uh, it's going to be more loadout based. That'll be kind of interesting. Uh, more colorful than expected. Uh, has an environmental in a, in a, uh, interactivity. Uh, good chance it'll be at E3 2020. Small chance for the Game Awards uh, 2023. Wait, wait, wait a what? second. Wait a second. Back up, back up. Which E3? I said 2020, didn't I? Yep. yep. 2022. <laughs> this is why I have these guys around. You know, they, they, they help keep me in line because I'm a great host of this show. Uh, 2023 is most likely the date. Uh, apparently, Avowed, the way they've described it to people that's gotten to see it, this is Obsidian un- Unleashed. Like, they basically have, like, an open checkbook, and they're really getting to do whatever they want is essentially what it means. So, I mean. Whose checkbook? Uh, Xbox, Microsoft. Oh. Yeah, they own them after all. So, do they? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, Microsoft uh, bought Obsidian a few years back. And that's why whenever they um, Microsoft bought Bethesda, there was all the the rumors for uh, like, like everyone pitching, oh, there should be a new Vegas too, because now Obsidian and Bethesda are under the same umbrella. But yeah, yeah, that's that's all that means. Uh, we do have some uh, Pokemon leaks. These are being claimed as leaks, but there is there's no actual hard information. So this is just a rumor in my mind. This is involving uh, Pokemon Legends and even Gen Nine. Uh, for Pokemon Legends, apparently there will be new starter evolutions for Rowlet, Cyndaquil, and Oshawott. Apparently Dialga and Palkia will get primal forms. Now that would make a lot of sense. Uh, apparently there will be a Hisuian uh, Electrode line, which I've seen that teased a couple times here recently. There will be DLC in 2022 for Legends. Apparently uh, Brilliant Diamond Shining Pearl has had issues in development, and it, according, to, according to this all coming from Centro, uh, Centro Leaks on uh, Twitter, they've, uh, they've been in the Pokemon Leak game for a while. Uh, they're saying that 
uh, Diamond and Pearl is not even done yet, and it's one month from development. Woo! So that's kind of worrisome, but we'll see how it goes. Uh, Ursa Ring Evolution, apparently that is also going to be rideable, and Woo! Game Freak is ad- aiming for a dex for around 400 for Legends, and that does include the potential DLC. That's a pretty long dex, damn. Well, when you have like 950-something... You know, I understand they got to cut it down or some capacity, but I, even for like the old school theme they're going for, yeah, you're right. Four hundred's not too bad, in my opinion. There's gonna be people that's gonna bitch about it though, just like they bitch about Sword and Shield. I mean, the only thing people aren't gonna oh. bitch about is the fucking Death Fish. That's true. <laughs> that Death Fish looks cool. <laughs> uh, and then apparently, Gen Nine is in full development and targeting for a 2022 release as of a couple months ago. Um, so that is kind of interesting stuff there. Uh, and segueing over to our quick news, we do have some more news involving Nintendo stuff. This coming from Nate the Hate. Zach, what do we got going on in the quick news this week? Well, per Nate the Hate, apparently next gen switch is to release either late 2022 or early 2023. 4k via DLSS exclusive games. Can't play switch. One game, play what? Switch one games. Yeah, Switch one game, but Nintendo is working on it, apparently. Yeah. And the only real update to that is the Switch one games thing. I mean, we already saw the rest from the Bloomberg report, and you know the, the fact that you know at this time it cannot play Switch one games. That's 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 the new that's the new part of that. Uh, and if that's the case, then Gen Nine could potentially be a launch title as well as Breath of the Wild two. If that ends up being true, of course, that'd be wild. Uh, but again, just like I I talked about with the Bloomberg thing, you know. We just need, like, everyone just needs to stop referring to this as, like, a Switch Pro because people still refer to that as a Switch Pro. It's just the next-gen Nintendo console. That's all it is. I mean, shoot, as far as I'm aware, it's now going to be called Switch 1. There you go. (laughs) I mean, but besides that, if we want to still talk console stuff, we got Xbox Series has cleared 100K sales in Japan and on track to beat the Xbox One in its first year. Xbox One sold so bad in Japan. <laughs> I mean, it, it's, I don't know why, too, because, I mean, it wasn't a bad console. Yeah, it sold so bad in Japan. Well, I guess it's also just because Xbox has never had, like, a strong, you know, footing over in Japan. I guess that's one reason that goes into it, because 360 didn't do super great, and neither did the original Xbox, but, hey. I guess, yeah, they got the Sony blanket over there, so yeah. Sony just more or less... That Nintendo, that. yeah, that Nintendo. But, hey, Xbox is making their, making their uh, footing there. They're making something, yeah. but, I mean... But also, apparently, Xbox Series X won Best Gaming Console at the Trust Reviews Award this year. Which I thought that was super... What the heck is that? It's just... Yeah, based, I don't know. <laughs> uh, trusted reviews is just like, you know, the it's the best in multiple categories of tech. It, they do graphics card, mouses, keyboards. I mean, it's literally anything for best of this in this certain category. Oh, and so it's, it's just like a spec test. Yeah, then. it's just like well, a spec everybody, test. Everybody knew that. Yeah, yeah, everyone did know that. that yeah, was... Xbox Series X won for that. Uh, but PlayStation 1, uh, I did see they won best gaming platform. I did see that. PlayStation 1? PlayStation 1. Like, hey, we won. Yay. Yeah. So, anyway. But you know what's the real winner here? Hell yeah, I do. The Xbox Series X mini fridge. I want it. For about $100, <laughs> it looks like. And it's currently on pre-order come October 19th. I want it. I'm you probably going to buy it. You know what you really need? What? You need that mini fridge. Then you need your KFC gaming fryer. Please. I want the KF console to be a thing. It is a thing. I know. I want it to come out. I mean, it's apparently supposedly in production. Yeah, I know. (laughs) It's going to run the gaming industry. I said that a long time ago, and I'm going to keep hammering that. I mean, there's not going to be shit to play on it. 
you can fry your chicken though while you're playing a game. I mean, literally, what it's going to be is there's going to be one special slot in between that bucket of chicken, and you got to put in ch- chicken drumstick cartridges. <laughs> hey. I might be down for that. Actually, <laughs> the sole game on it's going to be fucking Colonel Sanders dating simulator. Please, <laughs> this is amazing. Hey, KFC man, they're they're doing some wild things in the gaming industry. I give them their respect. <laughs> KFC is freaking at us out there. Yeah, they are. <laughs> I mean, but the one thing I am sort of happy about for looking forward to consoles, preferably not the KFC console, but consoles, yeah. is apparently per Jeff Grubb, Dragon Age 4 will be next-gen only. That's fantastic. First off, Dragon Age 4 news. Secondly, eh, next-gen, I'm okay with it. But yep. at the same time, Dragon Age 4! Yeah. 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 No, that's fantastic news because basically the way Jeff put it is uh, Bioware is ready to leave this generation behind. And they didn't have a good, great generation. So I can no. probably, I can understand them wanting to say, yeah, let's just say fuck the PS4, fuck the Xbox One, let's move on, which is good. That's what we want to see out of gaming industry right now. Yeah. Bioware didn't have a great year. I mean, their biggest thing was Andromeda and that shit fucking flopped. Yep. Yep. I don't think Bioware really did anything else for this generation. No, just what? Inquisition? Yeah, Inquisition was at the beginning of this generation. I forgot about that. Yeah. And Inquisition was sort of subpar. Yep. So, and then Anthem, of course. What? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. So, so, I mean, hey, if they're ready to leave the generation behind, I'm all for it, dude. Because I'm, I'm ready to get to that point, as we've talked about before. I'm ready to get to that point. No more cross-gen stuff. But I mean, I don't got anything cross-gen, but we always have things spanning next-gens, mm-hmm. like Alan Wake. That's remastered. True. That's true. Apparently being rated for Switch. Yep. And of course, it's going to come out later. You know, just because you know, as per normal, you know, all these Switch ports, they come out way later after the fact when everything else comes out first because you got to basically rebuild the game for that crappy hardware. Which is weird considering Alan Wake's such an older game. True. You think they could have been able to more or less keep the game at what it was originally at and just upscale it a little? Well, I guess it also has to do with what they did with the remaster because they added a lot of a lot of quality of life stuff with the remaster. Mm-hmm. So maybe that has something to do with it. I don't know, but I mean, you're right. I mean, like look at like let's say Witcher and, and Skyrim. You know, they're on the Switch and they run. I mean, I don't know how well Josh says they run fine. Maybe not on John's Switch. Apparently, he's got a cursed Switch because he can't even run Breath of the Wild more than ten frames. So I don't know. Uh, all right, boys, where do we want to where 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 do we want to start our conversations at? Do we want to start off with some new world, back for blood, some dread talk, or this uh, switch online pricing stuff? I'd say probably the switch online pricing because I don't think that'll be a super long conversation, but it's definitely one that I would like to have. Yeah, that's good. Okay, um, so. On Friday, they had an Animal Crossing Direct, which also, hey, shout out, that looked actually like, I watched the entire thing, actually. Uh, it actually, shit ton of content. Like, uh, you know, I got some Animal Crossing fans that I, I know pretty well, and they, they told me they are immensely pumped up for this. Like, a lot of content. Uh, there is going to be the last free update uh, that's coming out November 5th, so no more free updates that they've done in the past, um, but they are going to continue to make content in terms of the paid DLC. With the happy summer, uh, happy summer home or happy summer paradise or whatever it was, I don't remember. What? 
You can do it. Yeah, it's one of the two. I don't remember what it was or something like that. But uh, no more free updates, which I don't think anyone can complain about that. Considering they sure did they it. can. Well, I mean, I know, but they've been doing free updates the past year and a half. They knew it was going to end sooner or later. They don't care. The freaking turnout prices are insane. They uh, want more free content. I mean, that's true. That's true. But uh, you know, the while all that was all said and good, none of us play Animal Crossing. Cool, whatever. The ending of this whole thing is what kind of got a lot of people talking because it's just like. Nintendo chose a really interesting way to f- reveal the pricing for the expansion pack for the Nintendo Switch Online. So this paid DLC, first off, is going to be included with the, with the expansion pack as well. And for the expansion pack, it is going to be $50 for a year for their single membership or $80 a year for the family membership, which got a lot of people kind of pissed off about that because they look at, like, Xbox, they look at PlayStation, which is one reason. Like one reason, I really wanted John on besides New World is because John has Game Pass. So it's a kind of you know, obviously Game Pass has thou you know, however many amazing games, whatever, for a pretty good price. So he can give a really good you know, um, you know, answer in terms of like just how how lack of you know, appealing this is for the Nintendo Switch Online and what they offer. Because, I mean, with the expansion pack bringing in 64, I mean, that's cool. That's nostalgia for us, right? Very limited library. You know, it's, you know, good so far, but how much they're going to add? We've seen what they've done with NES and Super NES. They barely add shit. Uh, Sega Genesis, which, I mean, I don't personally care about that. I mean, the game selection they had on there, none of it appealed to me except for Sonic. And now with uh, the paid DLC for Animal Crossing, which by itself is priced at $25, right? So a lot of people uh, seem to believe that that being added on is what inflated the price up to 50. I actually don't think that's the case. I I actually fully believe Nintendo was set on that $50 price and they just threw that DLC in there to make it seem more appealing. You know what I mean? Because when when this initially announced, we thought it was going to be like probably a ten dollar increase for this, right? Yeah. And then maybe go up over time because we know Game Boy and Game Boy Color is coming. So what what are your thoughts on this? You know, with the pricing. Do you, I mean, I know you're not a big Nintendo guy, but with what they have offered, I mean, do you feel like fifty bucks is like kind of ridiculous, especially since their servers eat ass? I mean, I feel like fifty dollars is a bit high, but it makes me curious. The whole fact that they are adding in the Animal Crossing DLC part of the expansion pass makes me wonder if they're doing that at such a high price point because they're going to do something similar to like what Game Pass does and just as things come out, they automatically put it along with the expansion pass. So if you already have it, you'll get this content from this game or whatever. Yeah. So, I mean, if they end up going that route in the future, I feel like the $50 price point might be better off once stuff comes out and there's actually some things behind it. Right. If they're doing just this 50 price point for the... N64 stuff online and Sega Genesis stuff. Nah, Nintendo, you can't have my money. Yeah, bingo. What about you, John? I think by them phrasing it as the expansion pass, I think when we were originally talking about it, we we said maybe a $10 increase. Then like when Game Boy comes out or something like that, add $10 onto it or something. Mm-hmm. I think Nintendo is looking at the end goal of it. Of eventually we'll have all of this stuff on there, but we don't want to keep adding different tiers for it if people only want part of it or that. Mm-hmm. So we're just going to go ahead and jump to the end of it where it would be $50 at the end, but we don't have everything yet. Mm-hmm. So that that's what I think they thought is like eventually it'll get there. So why not start there? I, and I actually agree a thousand percent. I was talking about uh, with uh, someone earlier, and they just said, "Oh, fifty dollars is just un, you know, unreasonable, whatever." And I'm just like, 
with what's available right now, yeah, I would say it is. Yeah. You know, it, I mean, especially when, again, I want to throw this out there, the servers eat ass. You know, you can do a speed test for your Switch and pull in, like, let's say with, like, you know, Zach, I don't know your internet speeds, but I know John's. Like, me and John do a speed test. We'll pull, like, 75 megabytes per second. We do the same speed test on, like, a PlayStation or something, and we'll pull in, like, around what our actual you know, our actual speeds are. And as I saw someone else do it, you know, on Twitter as an example, like the servers eat ass and we know that. Um, but just from the, what is being offered with the, you know, small bit of N64, the Sega Genesis, and now just this DLC for a game that some people may not even have or want the 50 is not worth it. But John, I think, you know, John kind of hit it on the head. I think they're looking at the end game. Cause think about it like this. We know game boy and game boy colors coming, right? Those get added, no price increase. Let's say they aim, they aim to bring in Game Boy Advance. Let's say they aim to bring in um, GameCube. And, hey, I'm going to go ahead and throw this out there. Well, let's say they bring in uh, Dreamcast. They brought in Genesis, so why not Dreamcast? Let's say they do that but don't actually increase the price because they're looking at the end game and maybe add on, like, you know, more ex- possible expansions in the future. Then I think the price is worth it 100%. Um, but as of, you know, as of now, I think it's Nintendo just looking at that in game and just taking, taking the hits that come with it. Cause there obviously there is a lot of hits of people very upset about the cash. I mean, yeah. And uh, ideally that's sort of what's best to look at is what is the future of it? I mean, if that just stays that price point, yeah, it's, we'll be good with all that stuff. If they still continue to increase the price once they add stuff, well, that's where Nintendo may have fucked up. Yeah. 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 If they continue to up, update the price and increase it every time they add something to it then I don't know what the fuck they're doing. And again, you said this is a yearly or monthly? Yeah, this is a yearly. So, I mean, I, I mean, let's be real. I don't I don't think that price is bad. You know, $50 for a year, it's not a bad price. It's just what you're paying for, you know, and what's coming with it. Yeah. That's the only thing. I mean, I think the price is very fair for a year. I was about to say, for a year, that's actually not bad. Because when you think about it, when people do, like, monthly things, yeah. you'll spend more than that easily on your month thing. It just doesn't hit it much, much. Versus that, that's a yearly thing, even if the content's sort of a shallow at the moment. Mm-hmm. If they do add more stuff, it's better. But, I mean, $60, $50, $50, price point for a year, that's actually not that bad. No, it's not. Again, it just comes back to what's what's on it, you know. Yeah, because, like, like Alex said, it's like comparing, compared to something like Game Pass, Game Pass has, a whole, I don't know how many titles they have, but it's, quite it's a lot. like they have a shitload of them. And they're they're pretty much committed at this point to like their big big games that come out are also dropping on Game Pass as well to help on push the one, sales yeah. for it because uh like uh because Back for Blood as well mm-hmm. that dropped on Game Pass I didn't it's like I was gonna buy Back for Blood realized it was gonna be on Game Pass and I just downloaded it uh, yesterday when I was looking through because the Xbox app popped up on my computer yep. and I went oh yeah that is available there I'll just download it real quick and then have it for when I want to play it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, 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 Nintendo is so tough to predict on things because Nintendo is going to be Nintendo. You, you think they're going to do one thing, like you think they're, they're going to go left and they go backwards. I mean, we, I, it's tough to predict them, but I can't help but to think, you know, Nintendo sees the unbelievable success of Game Pass, right? And maybe they want to try to get to that point with, with their Switch Online because they have, they have such a rich, rich catalog of games that they see people want because they sell for ridiculously high prices as we've talked about before so that's why i can't help but think that maybe they want to try to get to that route and that's why they for the price they went ahead and just did what they're going to kind of view as their in-game price as more stuff comes out over time nintendo wouldn't do that they would have done that years ago nintendo found their niche and that's 
take a game, remaster it, remaster it every like year or two, <laughs> sell it again, have for a reasonable price, and they will make lots of money. Then they wait a year and a half, re-release it again, same price. Yep. People will buy it without question. Yep. Yeah, but now with their with their expansion pass and their cloud storage for these older console games, <laughs> now it like Alex said, they're trying to they might be trying to emulate the uh, the Game Pass uh, portion of it, which that took a long time to get good mm-hmm. and yeah. like to become where people were excited about it. Mm-hmm. And Nintendo, the at the rate they release things, it could be a long. It time. could be <laughs> a couple years before it's really worth it in a sense mm-hmm. uh or who knows maybe they're good maybe they are gonna try to speed run this and release it all in the next year or so i think if i think one possible thing to consider with their plan is that them doing what they're doing now is kind of just scratching the surface for what they're gonna do and when this next generation console comes out that's when they're gonna really kind of dive into it and maybe expand it more because uh, again, I mean, it, let's be realistic. That console's happening. I mean, it's just their next console. It's just that's all it is. Don't just, like I said, stop calling a Switch Pro. Um, I'm you know. really hoping it's not. What? I really hope it's not happening. I mean, let's be. It's gonna happen. You can hope all you want. You can hope in one hand, shit in the other. But uh, I mean, it's happening. <laughs> it's just because I mean, it's, it's it's just their new console. That's all it is. Which you know, if the, if those possible reports for the Pokemon thing is true, I mean, that'd be a hell of a launch though of Gen Nine and then Breath of the Wild because you could only assume Breath of the Wild would just launch alongside of it and release the same way that it did with the Switch, where you have the Wii U version and the Switch version. Mm-hmm. The only downside is I feel like there wouldn't be like you know, since the current Breath of the Wild game is obviously being built with the current hardware that we have it's not going to be like some true next gen zelda experience it's just going to look it's going to look prettier i mean that's all it'll be it won't be a true experience because it's not built for it but uh no i mean the, the pricing like like zach said 50 dollars for a year not bad and like john said you know this is them probably is looking at the end game so people just need to calm down but it's nintendo fans so they will not calm down this is how it goes uh where do we want to go from here boys who wants to take it me you know we all have we all got some gaming to talk about what we're what we've been up to who wants to take it you want to pass it to john because i'm really excited How's your space fnaf man i'm almost done i'm almost done um i i'm at the point in the game um where i can go just fight raven beak the, the final the the antagonist um but i've with since i got the final is upgrade, he an actual raven or is that just like a code name uh, I mean the entire all the Chozos they look like they look like humanoid birds. They're what? Chozo. That's the race. The Cholos? No, not Cholos. Chozo. Sounds like Cholo. Chozo. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they all they all look like you know humanoid birds. Um, so I mean yeah, that's just that's just. I mean the other Chozo that you meet in the game, his name is Quiet Robe. I mean their names are just off the. They're just random. Quiet okay. Quiet Robe was the name of one that you meet. Um, but I mean, it, it's going good. I'm, I've really enjoyed this game immensely. Um, I will say, you know, cause I've, I had some Metroid fans tell me, Oh, don't say that it can't get worse. Cause it always gets worse in a Metroid game. I can actually say that is, I disagree with that because there were certain points in the game that just did not get worse. Cause after I finally killed the yellow Emmy, no other Emmy got worse than that. In my opinion, yellow Emmy was the one that just like was super fucking fast. That was the worst going through those areas because of how quick it was. Uh, the purple Emmy was kind of annoying because it had like a super hyper range radar that could see you from halfway across the Emmy area. That was kind of annoying. So the slightest movie, it starts ticking. It's like, oh, I might see you. I'm like, oh, shit, fuck off. Um, I, I will say in terms of the Emmys, one kind of disappointment thing is that 
they, out of uh, there were seven Emmys in the game, three of them were gimmies, and I'm not a fan of that. Like, you know, I understand the first one being a gimme because it's mm-hmm. introducing you to the to, to what the Emmys are. Yeah. Uh, then the last one was a gimme. I didn't care for that either. Really, the last one? Yes, the last one. I I, I came to the final area of of the, of the game, you know, and I see the Emmy door. I'm like, okay, let's see what I got going on this time. I walk in there, see it's like. You know, it's like a kind of a large room with no platforms. Like, all right, it's a little bit different. You see the orange Emmy kind of like over off the background. He does his big explosion thing, which is the upgrade you get. You know, it kind of wounds Samus for a minute, and he comes up, and you, you know, do a parry on him, and he tries to, you know, kill you, and then Samus unlocks a... She unlocks a special ability because of the Metroid DNA in her body, and and you kill it. And then you then you have another boss that comes in that you have to fight, and that was it. It was a gimme, and I'm just like, I understand the purpose to introduce this power from the Metroid DNA that you have, but it's just like, don't, like it's the last Emmy, man. Don't make it a gimme. You know, the first one was a gimme. Now the um, the teal one, the the teal or blue, I don't remember which one it was. Um, that one, you could argue that wasn't a gimme. I felt like it was because I killed that thing unbelievably quickly like it was not difficult so i view that as, as a gimme but all the rest of them weren't so i don't know i i, I was kind of disappointed the, you know as much as i hate these things i was disappointed the last emmy was just a cutscene kill i'm just like oh come on i mean it's the last one like on the final area like let's make this epic an epic finale whatever um but uh in, in terms of the bosses it's the same thing like uh uh i, I personally had a lot of trouble with um with uh cade uh whatever his name is the bit you know he's basically been in like every single metroid game um i actually had a lot of trouble with him but i guess it's because it was very early on in the game so my health was so low you had very minimal upgrades and there were a couple uh, attacks that he did that were just like stupid hard to predict about where they were going to go now the the most recent boss that i fought that was like super super fun and very challenging was i think its name was like experiment uh uh, NZ 57, I think is what it was. It was in the second area that you have to go back to the second area because it's like messing with the thermal reactor where it's basically kind of shut it off. So you have to go kill it. It's like a giant, like worm thing. It looks horrifying. Uh, but it had some really cool interactive cutscenes where like, if you, if you parry it, Samus like starts jumping up on its tentacles, whatever jumps on its head and it starts climbing around the thermal reactor and you just set, you can just sit there and just keep blasting it. So stuff like that was really cool. But I mean, as a whole, I think the game is absolutely fantastic. I think it's a hundred percent worth a pickup. And in my mind, especially, you know, just from me playing it. And also, I guess from me also playing limited new games this year and just from seeing like the rating stuff, I think, I think I legitimately do think it's going to be a game of the year contender. I really do. Uh, because it is actually one of the highest rated games that's come out this year. I've noticed um, other ones that are going to be in contention is going to be like Returnal, Deathloop. Deathloop still has a very high rating. Mm-hmm. Uh, Resident Evil Village as well. Um, but, uh, I mean, I, th- I think it's setting at like an 88 right now, which is one of the higher rating games this year, as well as Psychonauts 2. Psychonauts 2 is one of the highest rated Psychonauts games. Psychonauts 2 was the fan base's greatest yep. pleasure. Yes, that's it was. The, <laughs> that's the one game that took forever to come out, and the fan base was absolutely ecstatic about it yeah there was no backlash from what i saw no zero uh but i mean it it is a phenomenal game though i i one thing that it's very nice because it's just like oh finally i can fucking breathe but at the same time it's just like i kind of i kind of miss my early struggles is now that i've got like all these upgrades the game is so easy 
And it's just like, I kind of miss my early struggles. Isn't that how most Metroid games are? Yeah, they are. They are. And I don't know. I'm I'm just, I I just kind of miss all the early struggles of where it's just like, I had to make, I had to make literally every single little move had to be very calculated. You know, I had to be calculative on it. Uh, You know, once I got the gravity suit, everything kind of really opened up. Because I mean, going through water is no problem. Going through the lava is no problem, especially the water. Oh, thank God. That made life so much easier. Same thing. Once, once I got the screw attack, I just jump everywhere and I kill everything basically in one shot. You think you could speed run it? No, no chance. Zero. I'm not that good at this game. I, in fact, that's why I haven't actually gone to beat the game yet. You know, to go fight Ravenby. I'm, I'm going through the map now they have the super bomb and just clearing any areas that I haven't got to clear. Because I'm trying to get as much health as I can before I go fight that bastard. Same thing with rockets. I am not good at this game. I have died an unbelievable amount of times. I cannot put a number on it. Uh, and I can't tell you my hours yet either because the hours in the game does not reflect what you've actually played. And the Switch has not updated my hours played yet. It still says first played like seven or eight days ago, whatever. Oh, okay. So once that updates and I beat the game, you know, before the next episode, I'll let you guys know my, my total play time on that. Uh, because for the game hours, it only calculates what you were actually playing. So like all like the times where you would die and stuff, none of that's in, in consideration. Oh. All deaths and stuff's not. So it's basically all the time that you've been alive. So any times that you, you have moments where like you play for like 20 minutes on a boss and you die, those 20 minutes weren't counted. Oh, so it actually cuts time. Gotcha. Yeah, exactly. So once my Switch updates and shows, I'll let you guys know my actual play time because it, it just hasn't updated yet because the Switch takes like I – think, I think for Unite, it took like 10 days before it finally told me how many hours I had because I was very curious. Uh, so, I mean, but I mean, it's a phenomenal game, though. If you guys have any inter- any interest in Metroid at all, I think it's definitely worth a, p- worth a pickup. Even if you've never played a Metroid game before, it's worth a pickup because the beginning of the game really eases you into the Metroid story. I feel like with a pretty good breakdown of what's happened to lead you up to this moment. So, but that's how it's going. Okay. I'll, I'll beat the game and I'll let you know. Okay, two things. One, didn't know that the Switch told you how much time you had played in a game. <laughs> <laughs> and two, ballpark it. For like just a rating, yeah. Just, oh no, ballpark your ballpark your hours. Uh, um, probably like fifteen to twenty. Okay. Yeah, uh, fifteen to twenty is is probably what I'd say. My, I, I I wish I could tell you my um my my gameplay time. I just because you you can only see that back at the main menu, and I, I turned it off last night. And I just haven't been back on today. Um, so I, I don't I don't know what my actual what the game time says, but I'll let you know. I mean, last time I checked on like Tuesday, it said that I only I've only played like seven hours. Okay. It, it, yeah, just you, to give an example, it was like seven hours fifty minutes or something. I mean, put that in for your speed run time. There's no way I can speed run this. <laughs> I'm just not good at the game, dude. I'm so bad. The amount of I I cannot finish a boss fight within like three runs. I, I just can't. It takes me like literally like probably almost 10 times at, sometimes to finish a boss fight because I'm just figuring out how they do everything. I'm like, okay, what what's all the moves they do? What's the patterns? Whatever, because you got to learn every single pattern. So, I mean, that's why most people speed run like their second or third time. Well, I know. Rather than their first playthrough. I'm still bad at the game. I am very bad at the game. So uh, there's no way I can speed run it. I probably will play it again, though. I will, I will probably do a second run. Um, but there's speed running is just it's just not gonna happen. I'm just, I'm too bad. <laughs> but you've been you've been playing that for a couple weeks now, right? Uh, just or, a week. It's only been out a week. Okay. Uh, on kind of reason I wonder that is, I I've been playing New World. I mm-hmm. picked it up last Saturday. 
Uh, I just crossed over about 43 hours. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, no, John's on this thing about every day. It's 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 pretty much all I've been doing. And it, the thing, I know when we talked about it like a couple months before it came out, my opinion of it was I'm probably not going to check it out because I don't, or I'm going to wait on it and see if there's anything there. Well, it looked fun, so I picked it up and... And then he discovered it's his new RuneScape. It, dude, the, the, the shit that I've been doing in that game is stupid. I, when I had about 15 hours in, probably 12 of it's mining and cutting trees down and gathering plants. Because everything, everything in the game is useful. Like you need, it's like you need stones for like town project boards. But, okay, so New World, if you haven't heard, it's the new, like, MMO that's yeah. out right now by Amazon. And uh, the I jumped onto, a, like, a low-population server because I was like, I don't want to have to deal with any potential issues with high-player counts or anything like that that people were having uh, a few days before I jumped in. And... Yeah, pretty much anything you do in that game is beneficial, whether it's for your crafting, your gathering levels, because you, you can, like for mining, uh, for instance, you have you pretty much have to start out like mining stone, or I think you can do iron right away, but like silver, silver you got to mine up your level to be able to mine silver. Gold, can't mine gold until you're high enough level on it. Uh and then it's like the next tiers up, it's like magic stones. So stones that give you other crafting materials to use for like different crafting uh, professions, basically. But there, there's just something to do for everything. Cause, and iron, iron is used in everything. Because the way the, the, way the system works is iron is like your base material for uh, like smithing. And so everyone has to start with iron. You well, you always have to have iron because you need you need iron, and then to make steel you need iron, and then to make the next tier of material is called star metal. To, to make star metal, you need steel. And so it's like, and it gets, I think it's four to one, for just about everything. Dang. Okay. So and then there's a tier above uh, star metal, which is auric alchem. So all I can ask John at this point, because I talked to you very early on when you first picked up New World, and the one thing you said to me was at the time was you were leveling up your wood cutting, and the only thing I could think of at the time was back in like middle school, high school days, just you wood cutting in RuneScape. So that's this entire time, every time when he talks about it, I always think, this is a new RuneScape, and then my other thing is, like, so John, when are you going to become a crafting master in there <laughs> and just make everyone have to buy all their crafts from you? Well, the the thing is, a uh, a like, I'm still fairly early on. I'm like half the, around a little above half the level cap right now. Okay. Because uh, I've spent a lot of time grinding out like, gathering and gathering professions and things like that, where a lot of people just speed ran the content to uh, level sixty and then went from there. Uh, but I've I've just been whatever I feel like doing at the time is what I do. Like I'd log in and every time I logged in I'd go check check my mining route that I was I was doing in my town. Uh, 
But the interest, one of the interesting things about the game is because it's a heavy PvP focus in game where each zone has its a, a town associated with it, mm-hmm. and uh, when you hit level ten, you can join a faction. There's three factions, and the factions can control the area by controlling the town, and they'll wage wars over it. Oh, okay. Uh, so it's like. And then it's like when war war is declared, it's notified across the server, and you can if you want to participate in the war, you can go sign up for it at the war board. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, depending on what faction you're in, you'd either be joining the attacking or defending side. Uh, which I haven't participated much in the PvP yet, uh, but the ta- or the faction that controls the town determines the upgrades for the town. So, okay, so like. You like I was talking about with uh, like mining in that, like in in the town I'm at, I can mine. It's like I have star metal ore, and I I, I can smith it, but I can't forge anything into star metal because none of our crafting stations in in that specific town are high enough level to utilize it. Oh, that sucks. So I could I could take it fast travel to another town that has a forge and do yeah. it there, but the uh. The problem is the the faction that controls the town or, like, the, the company, which is kind of like guilds, yeah. that controls the town sets the tax rates for the town. Oh. So there's, there's, taxing, there's taxes for crafting, selling items, and, and things like that, which no, nobody on my server is a dick about it. They, oh, thank they, God. They, they, they've, they've all got relatively good prices. I, I haven't seen, I haven't gone anywhere where it's, where it's a, like anywhere above moderate. Yeah. Okay. It's good. it's all reasonable. Like the server I joined is is a small server, but I mean, for the most part everybody's everybody's kind of there to have fun. Nobody's nobody's there to be a dick for the most part. Hearing you say this and that it has its whole economy thing is making me think a lot of like uh Eve Online. You know what that is? Yeah, I know roughly. So Eve Online's a big space MMO that's been around for years now, decades actually. And it's got a whole, its own economy and whatnot where there's actual real-life corporations of people making money and stuff off of it. Oh, really? Yeah, no, this is a large game where, like, ships in that literally cost millions of real-world dollars. Oh, shit, okay. Yeah, and there's, like, whole big corporations and whatnot that make money strictly through that game and trading ships uh, and things like that. So making him saying this about New World makes me, there is a possibility of it depending on how it goes and which communities do, it could go in that direction again and be something similar like EVE Online where there's people making tons of money just doing trading in-game. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know. I don't know because EVE Online has the ability to like transfer the money in-game yeah. to, to real-life money. Yeah. Uh, that, I don't, I don't think this, the New World has that capability. Well, if I'm remembering correctly, I don't think EVE did originally yeah. either. Uh, but yeah, it's the the whole the whole different faction thing is interesting in the game. I haven't I haven't messed with it too much. I mean, as far as as far as it's related to me, it's just my faction quests that I get. You can get three at a time at your faction leader. So you have to pick a faction whenever you hit level two. You don't have to. Oh, okay. You don't. You don't have to. You can just you can delay it if you want to, but. The faction missions 
just they give you faction rep and as you as you get more faction rep you can buy like faction equipment it's just another option for getting equipment and uh certain items that you need for different crafting recipes uh but other than that it just determines which side you would be on for the pvp uh if you wanted to participate in like the wars and that gotcha um and as far as like the pve content fairly bare bones i mean that sort of sucks because that's the thing I usually like is PVE. Well, it's the thing is it's bare bones, but I mean I'm I'm having a lot of fun with it because it the quests aren't anything crazy because PVP I'm pretty or PVE I'm, uh, excuse me I'm pretty sure was like tacked on towards the end of it. Oh, or it wasn't the initial focus. It was mm. originally a, a heavy PVP game. Gotcha. But the PVE side of it, it's like the town missions. Uh, like there's a mission board and it's like to when the company that owns the town selects an upgrade uh, the missions that people complete on that board give progress to it to get it done Uh, but they're all pretty straightforward it'll be like go to this some of them will be like go to this spot kill these enemies and loot these chests or craft these items or go gather these materials or hunt these enemies or something like that. So it's it's nothing too crazy. In a zone, when you're doing those and you're doing like your faction missions, you're going to be running around in the same spots over and over mm-hmm. again. Uh, but all of like the different chests and everything that are in the zones, resp- it's like they're, they're to loot them, they respawn. I think a lot of it's like every 30 minutes, or every hour or something like that. Uh and the most, the big thing about opening the chest is that's where you get some of your, some of your resources that you need for crafting. Uh, so like for doing the higher tiers of like the woodworking, you need like coarse sandpaper and you, you get that from doing the chests and that, which, uh, I mean, as, as you kind of run around grinding, like I have been, where I'm just circling the zones a bunch of times, yeah. looting them on my way. Or I start doing. I've recently, in the past couple of days, started actually doing a lot of the faction missions and quests and things like that. Uh, and they send me back to the same spots over and over again. So I've got a decent amount of just base materials. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, there's. I need to buy a house. Is, is really what it is. Okay. I need to buy a house in the game because I only have, I'm only I'm in my starter town for the most part, and you can, when you're out in the wilderness, you can only fast travel if you're at a fast travel point. Okay. Or you can recall to the inn that you're registered at, or your house. But I don't have a house, but I can afford to buy a house now. I realized that earlier. I need to buy a house. See, I was the house he, the house adds more storage space. Okay, that's where I thought you were going because I was like, I'm assuming he's saying this because he needs storage space. Yeah, I need storage space. Are the, the houses oh. already like just in town or something, or can you build one, or can I, you choose like, where it's going to go? Or? Th- there's in the towns. There's buildings that are there that if you walk up to, they'll tell you the the price of the house. So it's like you can you so can it's pick, payable. You can yeah, you can pick okay, which one in it. the town that you want to live at, and then, and then. Uh, I think the one that's I think what's visible to players is whoever it's either yours or whoever has it upgraded the most. I'm pretty sure, but and then you, uh, if I get a house, then I'll start actually mesh, messing with like the furniture, mm-hmm. like whatever the furniture crafting skill is, so then I can decorate it. But I haven't messed with that at all yet. 
Yeah, there's there's twenty or more odd skills to level up in the game between gathering, crafting, and uh So if I was to buy this and make a character, I could make a character that's literally just a tailor. Pretty much. Uh the other the the thing I haven't talked about yet is the way skills work in the game, like uh or skills or classes. Mm-hmm. It's all based off your weapons. So each weapon has a uh, a tree or two trees that you can pick skills from. Okay. So as you as you kill enemies with the weapon, you gain experience towards a weapon, and then it I think you, it maxes out at thirty five. I think I'm not even. I, I have none that are close to that. Uh, but each class has two weapon types. No, no. Each weapon. So like if you want to if you want to be uh like a a range character you equipped the bow or the musket and then as you use the weapon you get points you can put into it and the like your musket would have a skill tree with or it had two skill trees that have passive points and then active abilities that you pick from gotcha. on the tree. So uh and then the only other thing that determines that is when you level up you get attribute points for strength Dexterity, focus, intelligence, and constitution. Each one gives you different stats, uh, like for the weapon. Like two-handed, two-handed melee weapons mm-hmm. are based off strength. Constitution just gives you Health. HP. Magic weapons are based off of intelligence. Mm-hmm. So it and it's like you can respec them if you want to for a minimum minimal amount of gold. So how does that work for like character builds? Cuz can't you use multiple weapons in a loadout? Yeah. Uh, a lot of times you try I guess a lot of times you would try to f- focus on weapons that scale with similar attributes. Gotcha. Uh like I've I've been running around Great Axe Hatchet, which both scale off strength. Now I'm Great Axe Warhammer cuz I was wanting to try the Warhammer out. Uh when I started, I was Spear Musket, which both scale off dexterity. Uh, Is there a large amount of weapon types? Yeah, I was about that same thing. Great Axe, Warhammer, Hatchet, Rapier, Musket, Bow, Fire Staff, Ice Gauntlet, Life Staff. I might be missing something, but that's the gist of it. So ideally, if they were going to add in a new class type, it would be more or less they'd be adding new weapon types. Yeah, it, much. it's like to Got it. to make a new class with new abilities. It's it's entire. It, they just add a new weapon into the game. Okay. So See, yeah, I'm, all, I'm sort of curious about that system. Sort of like how uh, Secret World we played a long time ago. That was a whole just skill uh, skill and item level. Your build was based on what skills you got and what your item level was. So I'm sort of curious about this, which. It's builds based on just weapon trees. Yeah, this is, it's like the skills are, ba- the, the way to think about it is the skills are based off of the weapons you, that you equipped and your damage, like your damage or your stats come from your attributes that you uh, you apply upon level up. Uh, but yeah, it's. Like I'm, like I said, I'm in the around mid thirty levels right now, and to respect my attributes, it's about ninety gold, mm-hmm. which is not much. I mean, you could do, I think it's a couple faction quests or just like chain run 
chain run some uh, mission boards or something, or if you're like if you don't not worried about making gold fast, I started selling thing like I I just started checking what I had in my inventory at the trading post, see if anybody has any sell offers out, and if I'm not using it or if I'm if I have like an excess of it. I'd just start selling it to people that have buy offers out. Gotcha. So it's like I'm, I made a little bit of money doing that, but uh, at least for leveling up. I mean, I've got, I've got more uh, enough money right now where I can buy my house. I can, I and like have money for repairs or buying stuff whenever I need it right now. I know the game has like its economy system and everything, but what's considered a lot of money in that game? Because I mean, from the way you're talking, it's not difficult to get 90 gold just by doing a couple of missions so like you know how do how does the money go in terms of like you know scaling i guess uh i know like buying territories is in the tens of thousands okay uh but i think it is i think like the buying for buying like some territories it would be in the tens of thousands uh, I'm, don't quote me on that i just i know it's somewhere Riding up it there uh i saw people like one guild was wanting to take a territory earlier or last night, I think it was, uh, for, uh, I think it was the Marauder faction, uh, which is what I'm a part of. And they were, it's like, they were trying to get people to join their company and, and help them get the gold for it. I think they were looking for 50,000 gold total, which I mean, it, for context, a house like the base level house is seventy five hundred, yeah. and me, I've I've been playing it, I've been playing casually, not trying to make money, just kind of doing my own thing, and I've got like ten or eleven thousand right now, and that's just passively getting it from just mostly doing uh, like my gathering and mining and shit like that, where I'm just leveling up all my stuff, and just kind of going about it, figuring it out as I go. Okay. Dumb question here for someone who doesn't really play MMOs or really dive into that field at all. When it comes to the factions, I'm assuming do they? I'm assuming they have no impact in terms of playing with your friends, or does it have a massive impact in terms of if you want? Because from what you're saying, it has an impact on the story, yes, because of the war stuff. But you know, if I was to choose like a different fact, faction from you, how much does that factor in everything? Uh, I don't know if you need to be a part of the same. F- well, to be a part of the same company, you'd have to be in the same faction. Okay. Uh, but as far as like just grouping up randomly, it's like, I, I, I did, I did the, like the first level dungeon the other night. Uh, I think it's called the Armine excavation. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just, it's like, I just threw it in the recruitment. I was, uh, to, that I was looking to do it, ran over there, got an invite, had all three different factions were, were a part of it. Uh, two people from my faction, two people from a different one, and okay. one from the third. Because okay. as far as just doing stuff like that, it doesn't matter. Running around in the overworld, you can you can flag for PvP, just like open world PvP if you want to. And then it, if you do that, then anyone from a different faction that's out there, like out in the world, if if they're flagged as well, it's War- Free game. It, it's warfare. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, what I'm getting to answer your question is just PvE content doesn't matter. Yeah. PvP content, same faction, otherwise kill each other. And then if you want to start a guild, you need to be same faction. So. Yeah, the, gotcha. the faction stuff, it, I guess it's it's like, I guess it would be cosmetic differences okay. in, in like the faction armor, basically. 
for which one you would care care to do. And then you're not tied to the, your faction indefinitely when you pick it. Another question I have. You, you are tied to it for a while because I don't remember exactly what the time limit is, but it's it's an extended period of time. But once that time ends, you can change faction if you want to for free. Is this game a good entry-level MMO for people that's not super experienced in MMOs like myself? <laughs> not if you don't want to grind. I was about to say, yeah. <laughs> Everything he's been saying sounds like heavy grinding. If, if, so for, like, simplified, no. If, if you don't want to, like, I mean, if you don't care about doing any of the gathering stuff or anything like that, you don't have to do it. Like, there's uh, there's the gathering portion of it is for the the people that want to want to go out and do it themselves. or they're right. Or they're doing it to... Like they're gathering it up, because uh, like I said, the the way the crafting system works, everything for like forging weapons and armor is ba- like everything needs iron at a base level to be able to craft it up and up and up and up. So it's like even the like if new people join the server and they're low level and they're mining iron and then they don't want to like they don't want to mess with that. They can sell it off for cheap to the people that need it to craft it into the higher materials. So it's, it's a, I mean, it's a system where that kind of, as people join in, as people, as people are like going back to do some of the stuff they missed out on before, or they just skipped over. I mean, it's it's there for them to do if they want to. Gotcha. I mean, from what John's saying, there's quite a possibility you could bourgeoisie yourself and just buy up all the like tier one materials to be able to market up the sell price like an ass. Well, it's the thing is in, in the server I'm in, since it's a small server, a lot of it's like, there are people that are max level in the game and running around like farming in game zones or like trying yeah. to gear up and that. But a lot of the server is kind of playing at their own pace, doing their own thing. Uh, like in, I've seen a lot of like, there's a ton of people around my, my level and I mean, I, I recognize people in the chat now because they're they'll be in there every day, like constantly in global chat talking shit or <laughs> to other <laughs> factions, or they'll be in there asking for duels, or they'll just be in there talking randomly. Like there was an argument earlier in there about if New World is better than ESO, and it was like people going back and forth on it, and it was basically, I mean, if you enjoy ESO more, why are you? in new world global chat talking about it talking some shit it's like you're over here it's like you're in there doing that if you if you enjoy the other game more i mean don't why why are you in here just trying to put everybody else down for playing it's like just go play that game but for the most part most part the server i'm in community's great in it uh not too many people uh not too many people that are like aggressive or kind of just being dicks in the server. Everybody's helpful. Like there's a help chat in there. Yeah. Or a chat option for help where people pose questions. And it's actually very active with responses when people have questions. That's always nice. Which is something you don't see a lot it's of not. times. Uh and then even like for the like I said, the lower level dungeons and that, uh like people if if the same people are asking for to see if anybody's looking for a group or anything. Eventually, if enough times it gets asked, some higher level person will just throw on their healing gear and show up and be like, yo, come on, let's do it. Let's let's go. You just run in there. You'll be alive. Yeah, it's like you you do your thing. I need to work on my healing healing skill anyway, so we'll just do this. And it's like, okay, well, that works out. 
That's always good. Because usually you need a guild or something to really get that crap. And then even guilds are dicks about it sometimes. Yeah, it's like I haven't I haven't joined a company yet. I've, I've it's like I've had people I've that I've been running around with just in the open world throw invites to me. I've had like the dungeon groups throw them out to me, but I'm like I'm, I'm like I'm having fun now. I don't know how long I'm gonna play. I'm yeah. not, it's like I'm not gonna join and like it's like I'm not gonna join up right now. If I'm still into it in a week, we'll see. You don't want to have the you don't want to commit yet yeah, just it's, yet. It's like I, I'm not gonna join it. I'm not gonna join some random company where like they're they may ex- may like expect or want something and maybe like I'm I'm not into it now. But overall I've been having a fucking blast with it. Uh so would you recommend New World to anybody? If you don't mind the grind of it, like if you if you're interested in the crafting side of it or interesting in the gathering side of it, it can be boring. Like I thought I thought cutting trees was boring as fuck. And then my forge in my town got upgraded. I was out there clear cut in the forest. <laughs> <laughs> Leave it to me, guys. <laughs> I was out there clear cut in the forest because suddenly I needed charcoal and I needed the higher level wood so that I could craft weapons. All I pictures John out there after day of lumberjack. He's like, oh, that sucked. New blacksmith in town, new forge. God dang it. <laughs> no, it was the thing. Like the notification went through. Forge has forge has been upgraded. Uh, to the new tier, and it was like a fucking dash out of town. Everybody was. Doing- <laughs> <laughs> it's like there was the people that have been doing it, and then it was people like me that was like, I don't want to do that. And then I'm suddenly, suddenly you're out there like chasing, racing people to the, to the closest forest to start clear cutting. <laughs> now I just see people in the middle of a forest of cut down trees doling it out for the right to cut one tree. This is my tree. I saw it first. <laughs> well, that's, that's the thing is I didn't understand the faction side of it at, when I started playing. So yeah. like the town I got I got uh, put in at the beginning uh, is owned by a different faction. And by the time I realized that, I had a, I had a storage shed full of shit. <laughs> Did just, you have to move it? That, well, I don't want to transfer. So I'm like, meh. My faction will come take over this town eventually. <laughs> they've, they've been talking about it, so eventually they'll come take it over. Cause I if, mean, if I see it in the faction chat. They're constantly talking about it, but I'm just sort of over here waiting. It's like, I'll, I'll, I'll be here and I'll buy a house in a different town eventually. But the, the only thing that's annoying about it is if your faction controls two towns... You can access the storage from both from either town. Oh, that's nice. But if you if another faction controls it, you lose that other you storage. You lose that access. <laughs> that well, sucks. You, well, you, you just can't access it from the other town. Yeah. You can access it if you're there, but like if I'm in if I'm in my starter city where all my basic materials More or less are, a supply line gets cut off. Yeah, it's like all my all my starter materials are there that I need for everything else. I don't want to move that right now. It's like I could. The, the thing is, I could like throw it on the trading post at a higher price mm-hmm. and then fast travel to the town that I want to go to and then just delist it, get it back and throw it in the storage there. But I just got a bunch of starter shit over there. I'd like if all my starter shit was in one town and then all my other shit was in another town. <laughs> <laughs> but I can't control that. So, I mean, at this point, I'm like, eh, I'll just, I'll just move into the towns that my people own. <laughs> Alright. But, but yeah, it's like if you if you're looking for like heavy PVE side of it, there's I mean it's a lot of the same repetitive stuff that you're gonna be doing. You're gonna be revisit, revisiting the same locations, running around the same areas. Uh, PVP 
from what I from what I hear, PvP and it's fun. Uh, the war system people seem to be enjoying. Fucking wars are declared every time there's an opportunity on my server. <laughs> <laughs> like I mean, I mean, you go to the if 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 there's a war scheduled, then it's like when you open the map, when you go down to the town, it'll just be on the map. Upcoming invasion. Or something like that. It's like, okay, yeah, I get it. Someone declared war. Can you take that off so I can zoom in right there? <laughs> hey, Dave, you hear about that war that's going to be happening in like a couple hours? You going to join? <laughs> I mean, that's that's pretty much it. It's like there's always a war going on. But, but I mean, even with kind of the bare bones PvE stuff that's there, I mean, it's it's fun. I mean, I've had a blast, but, I mean, I've been, I've been rotating weapons constantly. Yeah. It's like I've... I think I've tried about every weapon comp or like every weapon now because I I hadn't messed around with Warhammer at all until just this morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I've been leveling it up to try to get some skills in it to see how it is. But so far I've been having a blast. Mm-hmm. Okay, I mean overall to me it sounds like it'd be an entertaining MMO just for crafting and PvP. Um, I don't know. Actually, hearing you talk about it, John, I might mess with MMOs again. I sort of burnt myself out a long time ago on MMOs, but I might mess with it because I always enjoy a gr- good crafting system. See, that's that's the thing. is like, because uh, like I said, everything I'm doing means I'm making progress somewhere else because mining, as I'm mining, I may be mining iron, but as I'm mining, I'm also getting small chances that like gem drops and I need gems for jewel crafting. Uh, so it's like I because I'm jewel crafting, I always need a source of silver, and then it's like even what even now that I I've got like gold and uh, I can't mine platinum yet, but I can I could use platinum if I had it. Yeah. Uh, but it's like everything I'm doing feeds into something else, like gathering gathering plants, like gathering herbs, gathering plants, gathering food means I can do the cooking side of it, or I can do the like the potion crafting and things like that. So, I mean, it's it's interesting from that aspect because you get a little bit of experience no matter what you're doing. You go out and cut a tree down, you'll get you may get 10 experience from it, you may get 30, you may get 5. But you're making progress. Okay. So, it's like even if you it's like you, you run out and like I'm uh whatever you're doing, you don't feel like you're really wasting time is the nice part about it. Because it's like so far, very little interactions with other players for the most part, aside from like dungeons or finding people randomly out there like doing corruptions. And I'm like, you know what? I'll help you out. Okay. So overall, sounds like Amazon's doing well for this second game release. Yeah, hell of a lot better than the first one. That's for damn sure. And I've kind of seen the same thing online. Just everyone's kind of taking New World and it's been received overall pretty well. And even though I'm not a big MMO guy, I'm kind of with you. I, you know, the crafting system does sound kind of kind of cool, and I, I'm kind of tempted to maybe try the game out. The only thing, Alex, is it's going to be a grind, because well, the entire time he was talking about that, all the thing is like, do I remember how to set an auto loop on a character? 
because it's been so long since I've done an auto loop. There are some grinds that I really like, and there are some that I don't. So I and I can't give examples because it's just like I have to be like in the situation. Because there are some games that have grind sessions where I am perfectly fine just sitting there turning my brain off and grinding to no end for hours. And there's others where it's like this is stupid. I don't want to waste my time on this. I got so a, it just depends. I got a 15 to 20 minute mining loop that I run on in my town when I log in, depending on. Uh, depending on when I start it, like my starting point, depending on which ore blocks, like which ore spawns are taken, I either go to, I either go one route or another route if I think someone's on the same route. And it's like sometimes it's longer because people have taken the route that I'm on and I have to adjust halfway. But yeah, it's like I've, I've, I mean, that's the thing. It's like I just run around, I discover my, my routes that are good for me, that are beneficial mm-hmm. and don't take too long. But I get distracted every time I go to do something. <laughs> I may go on a mining route, and the next thing you know, I'm two territories over, just like fishing. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> See, I found a great thing for just brain dead moments. Recently, just the other night, found a uh, nice little song mix of the Doom Internal song, okay. They Only Fear You, mixed with uh, the DK rap. Oh my God. <laughs> So that's a nice little uh, mix I found the other day. Just put that sucker on loop. Just go on a grinding round. There you go. Hmm. Well, yeah. So overall, if you were going to give it a rating, John, what would you give it? Oh, that's that's hard to say because for me, like for me, running around, I'm having a blast doing all the menial labor shit. Yeah. So for me, this is probably like an eight right now. I could very easily see people that like don't want to participate in the crafting or like they feel like they have to mm-hmm. that would say this this is a pain in the ass and say they give it like a <laughs> say they give it like a 4 or something cuz right. they don't like the grind. Yeah, cuz it's like even like I said even the combat side of it's kind of like a grind because pick up a new weapon you don't have any skills you got to grind that sucker you, out. You don't have any skills until you start killing shit with it and get some po- get some experience on it so i mean it's a it's a pain in the ass it's just whether you're having fun along the way yeah okay well speaking of grinds i always have a fun grind have you tried nightmare yet hell no i didn't think so no still thought screw that you're a madman so you never know i mean i'll get there but i mean from the bit of more i've played of back for blood it stays consistent if i want to go harder difficulties i need to actually find people who communicate because I've mostly just been playing Recruit and Swarm because I really don't want to mess with Veteran unless I'm with a group. And Nightmares, hell no. If I'm, <laughs> if you're not using your mic, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Fair. Because, like, even on, like, Recruit, because one of the big things that's definitely come out is just the director, which is the big AI system that determines what corruption cards and how many spawns are going to have on a map. It's about 50-50. Some maps you'll get almost nothing, like the director's asleep. In other games, the other rounds, the director's like, oh, you opened a door? Here's a hundred zombies. <laughs> <laughs> and just a giant fuck you. I mean, like, John, you played the beta with me. And from you could say from the beta, the scaling difficulty on the different uh, recruit to veteran was pretty solid, yes? It was consistent? It, I mean, it was pretty straightforward. You went from, it went from, like, just not having to care too much but being a while being aware Mm -hmm. to okay time to actually pay attention to what's going on because otherwise i'm going to be screwed but it wasn't it wasn't like a super sharp 
like spike. Yeah. It, it's just like the, okay, time to pay more attention because I wasn't paying attention after I just played recruit and I got fucked up. Yeah. No. On since the release with the whole director system, it's been a lot different. Like there's some recruit levels where like we'll get trash just because the director w- decided to be a madman. and was just like, Hey, you, there's now going to be an infinite spawn of crushers in this tiny ass building. Good luck. <laughs> and then other times it'll just be like, uh, there's a couple written here throughout the whole level. Just go and do it. And that's just on any difficulty. So you can just, if, it, if you get a good roll of the dice, it's just a cakewalk no matter what. Pretty much. Okay. It's like you you talking about this, by the way. I I do actually need to play this with you. Yes. I know I told you I was going to. <laughs> Very distracted this past I week. Don't, I don't doubt it with how much you've been messing with New World. But overall, I've still been enjoying it and everything. I've gotten some of my builds. I am running more with veteran blind runs with just random groups, which it's a hat trick whether it goes well or not. Because, like I was saying, there was a, there was a finale in Act 3 which... Uh, is called Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. Um, got into it with a full four-man group. We got completely destroyed. The whole finale, you're supposed to get six cases out of a house while being swarmed by tons of zombies and ogres onto a truck, get the hell out. We got one case. Ran it with just me and one other guy. We, He shot all the zombies. I found all six cases. We pieced out. No problem whatsoever. And it was about the same difficulty. So, I mean, teamwork and communication and... Being to know the map is very much needed, especially because, like John said, he was found something earlier about someone completed the entire campaign on Nightmare, and the question people asked was, what'd you learn? And they said, need to know map, need teamwork, and a bit of luck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so overall, still enjoying it. Swarm modes, of, eh, it's all right. It's the PvP mode. It's unfortunate, but... People in this aren't really down for PvP. If they lose the first round bad enough, people just outright leave. And you don't get much of a PvP experience. It's real nice when you get people who actually stay and you actually get a nice back and forth PvP. But for the most part, it's you go one round, whichever team's losing, all their team just leaves. So it sort of sucks. But I mean, if the few occasions you do get a good game, it's nice and it's fun. But mostly I still stick with the PvE and I've been enjoying it, messing with all the new characters and whatnot. I was say that... That seems to be the case on a lot of these these games that have this style PvP. Yeah. Where it's like, it's like I mean, it's this this kind of the side project of the game. If you're, it's like you you jumping into it because you want a little bit of a break. Why mm-hmm. break like break from the normal game? It's like you queuing up. You know what you're getting. Yeah. What are you, what are you, what are you quitting for? It's like just stick with it. Have a little bit of fun. Yeah. Get your ass kicked. The only thing I am, because I am aware that there is some, uh, on consoles side, there is a bit of connection with Swarm, especially if you have crossplay where you will just get suddenly dropped, which I don't know how much of it is that as well, because I'm not sure if they fixed that issue or not yet. Yeah. But how many hours have you put into Back with Blood? Uh, is that, have you been playing it pretty much every day? Have you played anything else since it's been out? I've been messing with some other stuff, mostly just reading. Okay. Uh, actual hours I've put into the game at this point is only about 13, which oh. is a sort of on the low end. Come on, guys. 
<laughs> John, <laughs> uh, me with 15 to 20, you at 13. John's like, I got 43 in a week. <laughs> I mean, what I only work got, week in this bitch. <laughs> I only got a 13 hours actual back for blood, but I've read like two series that each have 150 chapters each. <laughs> I'm currently reading through Fire Force. I'm almost caught up. But I mean, the bit I have been playing back for blood has been very enjoyable. Actually, probably after we finish this, I'm going to go eat and play some more. Finish some stuff up there. Mm-hmm. The only other thing about it is fuck birds. <laughs> My birds are great. Birds are fucking awful. Great. Yeah, I thought the sleepers were bad, which are like little zombies that are just with have no legs and just hang on walls were bad. No, birds are far worse. Oh, motherfuckers. Oh yeah, John, you're gonna <laughs> love this. There's a specific level in freaking Act Three that almost always gets a miscorruption card and restless sleepers, which spawns twice the amount of sleepers than normal. I mean, it's just, well, play that way. You just don't be surprised when you hear me yelling. <laughs> <laughs> I don't look when I go. No, you don't. I just go. <laughs> Whoever's behind me can deal with that. <laughs> it's a good thing I play Doc. <laughs> well, I got nothing else, boys, unless, unless, unless you guys have anything else. I guess I have one like little tidbit I just saw. Apparently a Sony investor says PlayStation's in growth mode. And could still have thirteen to thirteen billion to eighteen billion dollars in the budget for uh, purchases. Woo! So, Sony's on the move. They saw what uh, Microsoft did with Bethesda, and they're like, "Well, shit! All right, let's step up. Let's keep buying. Let's start buying some shit." But uh, other than that, I got nothing else for the show, boys. Uh, how you guys feeling about it? I mean, unless you want me to just sit here and keep talking New World for like the next hour. No, I'm gonna have to cut you off there. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm kind of hungry. <laughs> Man, other than that, I'm good. Okay. All right, well, in that case, if you would like, you can like, comment, subscribe, rate, whatever your platform allows. It does help. If you are watching on this YouTube and you liked whatever we have going on here, you can hit that subscribe button. And if you want to know when any videos come up, whether it be clips that get cut out of the episodes or actual whole episode podcasts, whether it be lighthearted, anime, and terrible football, talking about movies and stuff, you can hit the bell and it'll let you know anytime. We post any of that stuff up at Sparky3, no, YouTube.com slash Sparky3. All right. Uh, yep. Glad to be back on. Uh, just let me know when you want me to come back, or I'll just play something new and then just show up before you record. I, I'm more than okay with that. Just do it, man. <laughs> hopefully we won't have a cardboard cutout next time. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah, uh, for the people watching on YouTube, do apologize for the, the, the screenshot we just threw up at John Fizz. Don't know what the issue is. Completely out of the blue. It worked. You know, there were some issues last time we tried to use the camera, but we had it fixed with just some quick setting changes. No idea what's happening today. Well, we'll figure it out, though. We always, we always do. We'll figure out one way or there. We'll keep putting band-aids over it. But uh, also, just quick heads up, uh, next week is a scheduled break for the show. Uh, we will be back. Our next episode will be uh, November 2nd. And for uh, Lot Hard Gamers, episode 63, I can confirm that I'll at least be talking about uh, Guardians of the Galaxy that does come out on October 26th, and I do already have that purchase ready to go, and I'm pretty excited for it. Wait, for which episode? Uh, 63. This is 62. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So 63 that we are recording on the 30th and releasing on the 2nd. So I'm looking forward to it. It'll be fun. Uh, But with that said, do everything Zach said and more. We appreciate the hell out of you if you made it all the way to the end. Uh, Until next time, guys, hopefully you guys have a wonderful week in the week that we are not uploading. Your life will probably be better without that. So anyway, see you next time. Bye. Bye.